Listen, if you don't like to have fun, you're at the wrong church. Because serving God is not boring. If you're bored serving God, you're doing it wrong. So I pray you get lit tonight. <laughs> By the Spirit. Glory to God. The Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness. The, the gospel of the kingdom changes lives. And I'm glad that he's changed your life. I'm glad that he changed my life. I'm glad that he restored my marriage. Amen. I'm glad that he spared our children. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Mark. Chapter 11, I'm going to continue on um, faith. What did I share this morning? To change your world. Remember, changing your world is um, not talking about the world, the world itself. You're not called to change the world, but um, it's talking about um, where you can, um, it, it's talking about your life your outcome, the change desire. You heard me say this morning you have the ability to do it uh, by your faith in God. God has given each and every one of us uh, the measure of faith. It's so that we have to grow that faith. Let me tell you something. Faith, uh, some of you know these. Some of you, it, it'll be new news, but faith is like a muscle. And, and you have to exercise your faith in order for your muscle to grow. For in order for your, your, your faith muscle to be strong. And so it's not just, you're not like, you know, it, it, ha, it has, you have to take the responsibility to see to it that you build your faith in the word of God. That you establish yourself in your faith in God. Amen. And when you do, praise God, uh, there, there'll, there'll be nothing impossible for you. And so... I want to begin by reading in Mark chapter 11, beginning in verse um, 12. I'm going to read it out of the NLT. Those were great. You did great, David. I'm so happy. I love your commitment. I love your excitement. You only be here in three months. It's amazing. 19 years old. A manager already. Look at that. Serving the Lord. Love the Lord. That's great, David. And so it begins by, by uh, saying this. Talks about Jesus curses the fig tree. And in verse 12, it says, The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But, say but, there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Verse 14 says, then Jesus said to the tree. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that. I want you to highlight it, put a little star by it. It says that Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. So Jesus was hungry. 
He noticed a fig tree afar off that had leaves, supposing that there was figs on it. He got there. There was no fruit, only leaves, because the season of figs was not yet. But Jesus didn't care. He was expecting fruit. So what the Bible says that he said to the tree, he spoke to the fig tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And it's important to note that the the disciples that were with him heard him say it. Then we're going to jump down to verse 20. In between that, Jesus went to the temple. He flipped tables and made a whip and started whipping money changers out of there. But verse 20. The next morning, say the next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it. They noticed it had withered from the roots up. They, mat- they, they noticed that it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi which rabbi means teacher, the fig tree you curse has withered and died. He was surprised because they heard Jesus curse the fig tree, and the next morning they seen that the fig tree had dried from the roots. And then um, it says that, uh, verse 22, then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. Or the original translation of this one verse means have the faith of God. God has given us his faith. He's putting it on the inside of us. So he said, have the faith of God. And then he went on in verse 23. Listen carefully. He said, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, obviously he was standing and there was mountains, and he was using it as an analogy, and he said, I tell you the truth. You can say, someone say say, to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. Do we need an extra translation of that? Or is it easy to understand that when Jesus said, if we do this, this will happen? Is this good enough to believe that Jesus said, if you speak to this mountain and tell it to be lifted up and moved into the sea, it will happen? If you believe that, say amen. Amen. And so uh, uh, then he went on to say, um, but. You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. That's the requirement. You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. And then verse 24, he said, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you receive it, or that you received it, it will be yours. Verse 24 in the King James, it says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, 
You know, one translation for pray is when you say, when you speak, when you pray, he said, believe that you receive those things you desire and that you say, and you will have them. You will have what you say. You will have, Jesus said this, you will have what you say. I want to talk to you tonight about, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, there's a saying that, that I used to hear a lot. Uh, it's, it's based on the word of God and what I'm telling you today. But it, it says you can change your life by changing your words. If you guard your words, you will guard your life. It is a kingdom law that God has set forth. Jesus said that you will have what you say. The Bible tells us in a scripture that we must hang on to the progress that we have obtained. And one way that we do it, the, the only way that we do it is by our faith in God. But, you know, as I spoke this morning on changing your, your world by your faith, you need to know that it is important that your faith uh, comes by hearing the word of God. It works by doing the word of God. And it's released by the words that you speak. Your faith is released by your mouth. Say amen to that. Um, there's a scripture that I love that it, that it says... In, in Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith. To the profession means our confession. And confession is not like you're confessing your sin. It's the confess you, what you have agreed, what you have said. When you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. When you confess his word, when you agreed with God in his word, it instructs us, let us hold fast. When you, when you hold fast, you're holding on tightly, not carelessly. You're holding on uh, uh, tightly. And I heard a minister say, isn't it something that if we have to hold fast, that means there's somebody else on the other side trying to pull us away. So we must hold fast, the Bible says, to the profession of our faith without wavering. That is why it's so important. Uh, the Bible says that a double-minded man is a, or a woman is unstable in all their ways. You're believing one day, you're doubting the next. You're confessing victory one day, and you're talking negative the other day. The Bible says let that person uh, know that he will receive nothing. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. So we not only hold fast, but we got to do it without wavering. That means it's going to require for us to be sober in our minds. And the way we sober our minds is by the word of God. Amen. The, 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 the Bible sobers us up. It gives us the, the, the apostle Paul said, fix your mind on these things. Whatsoever is true, 
whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good report, fix, think on these things. So we have to do that. We have to uh, 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 fix our mind on what the word of God says. Romans 12, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but ye, be ye being transformed by the renewing of your mind by the word of God. And so the word of God will sober you from any form of doubt, any form of fear, any form of unbelief. The, the word of God will bring light into your life, clarity into your life. And, and, and it'll, it'll, it, the Bible says that the word of God is a, is a uh, um, lamp unto our feet and our guide unto our path. And so it will give us a, a clarity uh, as to what we're supposed to do and as to where we are going. So we can't be double-minded. We can't be wavering like a drunkard. We got to be sober-minded. And the word of God is what gives us a sound mind. Amen. And if our, our, our you, let me not get ahead of myself, but let, let me repeat the scripture. Uh, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. God is faithful that promise. Hallelujah. The Bible also says, don't get tired of doing what is good? In due season. Somebody's about to hit their due season. <sighs> yes, Lord. In due season, you will reap your harvest if you faint not. You got to guard yourself from wavering, from thinking, you know, you can't doubt uh, and believe at the same time. You got to make up your mind that you're going to believe God. And if you're going to believe God, you're going to see to it that you reject anything or anyone that will speak doubt into your life. It's, it's not a light thing. You got to, uh, there's, there's a lot of things in the world. We live in a noisy world. There's a lot of things going on. And they're, they're all, all these things are fighting for your attention. And so you got to stay focused. You got to make up your mind. I'm going to believe God and God only. If anything contrary arises, contrary to what God has said, by the help of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to stand firm in what God has said and, and hold tightly to the confession of my faith and without wavering because I know that he that promised me is faithful and he will do it. Oh, hallelujah. If you believe he will do it for you, say hallelujah. He will do it for you. Glory be to God. He will do it for you. And so you must guard your mouth. <laughs> Somebody say, Lord, help us. <laughs> I ain't telling you nothing I don't know. That's the first thing the Lord had to help me with this. And my husband said, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, glory to God. Hey, he felt it right there. Because just like you're hearing me now, imagine for the worse. <laughs> I was gangster, but not as gangster as that girl right there. I wasn't gangster, I'm just kidding. I wasn't at all. I don't even know what that means. Anyways, 
And so that's something that the Lord had to help me. But if we're gonna, if we're gonna, uh, if we're gonna see the change, we, we can't just believe it in our hearts. It has, we have to believe it with our mouths. And I'm gonna tell you why out of the word of the Lord to help you to see to it that you're not just somebody that believes God in your heart, but you actually believe it enough to line up your heart with your mouth. Amen. I, 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 it, it, for me, it was a process. But I, 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 I determined with myself, to myself, I, I believe God what you say. I believe that, that, that this is a change that is coming to me. I believe that your word is truth. I began to learn about the power of the tongue. And I said, if, if, any, if, if things go wrong in my life, I'm going to see to it that it's not going to be because I'm not going to become my worst enemy. And then I realized that not even the devil can, can, can stop what God is doing in my life. That in, the only one that can hinder the progress and the process of what God was doing in my life was me. And my, my thing was this. And so I remember, because, you know, practice will help, help you perfect whatever it is. <laughs> and so there, you know, the test come. And it was like, you, you know, we were in a relationship that was, uh, you know, that we, 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 the Lord did a, a miracle in our marriage. The Lord restored our marriage. Most of you know that we've been together since 1993. I was going to MacArthur High School. I was in cross country. My husband's already dropped out. And during the times that we were running out in front of the library, I would see, and I would look, and there's George in his Cadillac. And it'd be like, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. But anyways, I, that was just a side funny note. But, you know, we've been together since 1993. And so we've been married for, we just made 27 years. But I say that to, to say, you know, that, that at a point in our marriage, we were just doing our own thing. We knew of God. Praise the Lord. He's good. But we weren't, like, serving him. We were playing games, you know. And, and, and everything that could happen, happened. And so, you know, you're, you're holding all these things in you. You're pretending that you're good, blah, 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 and, and, and all these craziness. And so when the Lord uh, changed our lives, he transformed our lives, uh, you know, he did. He did instantly. He transformed us instantly, but the transformation was gradual. Amen. Yeah. And so uh, I remember that, you know, we, it's like the person that got the last word was a winner. <laughs> and we were both good at it, I think, right? Who was better? I think you were better. I'm not just kidding. <laughs> And so when you start learning, when you start growing in the things of God and you love God, you want to honor God. You begin to do things for no one but for God. You don't want to, you don't want, your, your, your goal is to please him, to honor him. And anything that is not pleasing unto him, which disrespecting your husband is not pleasing unto him, you know, not, uh, uh, you know, talking ugly and being ugly and having ugly, that's not God's will. That doesn't, you know, honor, honor the Lord. And so um, I began to, to, to understand that. And I began to ask the Lord, help me, Lord. I had to pray for myself a lot. 
I had to lay my hand on myself a lot. <laughs> and so, you know, I, 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 w- we w- I would do what I had to do. And I didn't want to, I, I, I remember, you know, a, a learning about the power of the tongue. And I said, I can't just let everything come out of my tongue. I just can't just blabber things. And I just can't, you know, we grow up, we're just going to tell you like it is. I'm just going to give you a piece of my mind. You need all the peace of your mind you have. Don't give it away. <laughs> you know, can't afford to do that. But, you know, uh, um, so I remember that I would have to like, mm. there's times I would run to the closet. There's times that I would cry. I would not want to, I did not want to, I knew that it would hinder the progress I knew that if I, if I opened my mouth and if it wasn't going to be good, it would hinder the work that God wanted to do for our lives, you know? So, uh, you know, we have to put action to our faith. And, and we have to, you know, uh, uh, we can't just, um, just blabber things out. And, and, and you can't just be, well, you, you know what I meant. Say what you mean and mean what you say. You know what I'm saying? Because words are powerful. Words are powerful, and the Bible has a lot to say about our words. Can I share a few things? You know, I was listening to a minister, and he was saying how, how uh, um, psychologists have even discovered or, or understood that words that you speak affect the whole body. Because we're, you know, we're created in the image and likeness of God. And out of everything that he created... We're his sons and his daughters with the ability to speak like him. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? And so let me give you this scripture, Proverbs 18.21. I know you know it, but turn there so you can look at it and it can remind you. So that thing that you wanted to say to somebody, (laughs) you're not going to do it. Amen. Well, um, in thee, what did I say, 1821? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. The NLT translation says it like this. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And so, you know that saying, um, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you? Words can actually kill you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Well, it can be good or it can be bad. We can create hell on earth for our lives or we can create heaven on earth by the words that we speak. The Bible in the book of James, I believe James chapter 3, it talks about how, the, how, how the, the tongue is like a rudder of a ship. It's small, but it, it can cause a big ship to make turns. That's what the tongue 
will do. That's what words do. Amen. And so Jesus said, as we read the scripture, you can have whatsoever you say. If we really believe that, and how many of you believe that that is true? If that is so, then we would be careful of the words that come out of our mouths. Amen. We would, be, we would, we would not just speak loosely. And can I tell you something? The best way to guard your mouth is to guard your heart. Because I've, I, I, I've tried to, you know, learning this and growing in my walk with God, I've tried to speak the right words. I've tried to say the right things, but it was difficult and frustrating because, uh, 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 you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. I was trying to change my mouth, but what I, where the root of it is was changing my heart, changing the inside of me. And so that is why it's so important to sow the word of God in you. The, that's why the Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let it penetrate every area of your life. Because when you are squeezed, and you will be squeezed, what's going to come out of you? Is it good or is it going to be stinky stuff? <laughs> you know? And so the way that you guard your mouth is by guarding your heart. Isn't that good? I hope that helps somebody. And so uh, um, um, the Bible tells us in Matthew 12, 37, that by our words we are justified or by our words we are condemned. It's by our words. There is power in the word of our mouths. Do you believe that? Uh, there's a scripture that you'll appreciate as well, and it's uh, Proverbs 6, uh, and I believe it is um, 6-2. Proverbs 6, verse 2. In the NIV translation, it says, you have been trapped by what you say. You said, ensnared by the words of your mouth. Your own words can be the reason why you are trapped. Your own words can be the reason why you are ensnared, why you, why you are enslaved. Isn't that something? Why, so, so speak life. Amen. Put life, continue to sow life in you so that life will come out. The Bible says that those that sow to the spirit will reap corrupt. I mean, those that sow to the flesh will reap corruption, but those that sow to the Spirit will reap life everlasting. When you are sowing the Word of God on the inside of you like you're doing tonight, you came here tonight, you're listening to the Word of God, guess what's happening? The Word of God is considered seed, and right now it's being sown in your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so... So uh, uh, words carry power. I want you to say words carry power. Glory be to God. Words um, not only carry power, but words uh, 
Dr. Charles Capps. How many of you have heard of Dr. Charles Capps? He's gone to be with the Lord. But he used to uh, 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 explain it that words are containers. That words uh, 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 create images. And it's true. Because uh, I heard uh, Brother John Osteen say this. If I say black dog, what do you think about? What do you think about? If I say a black dog running on the street, what do you think about? <laughs> You're like, duh, Pastor. <laughs> a black dog running down the street coming after you. You not only see that picture, but you see yourself running. <laughs> see, that's what I'm telling you. Just words. Just simple words are creating images in your mind. And, that's, and that is, that is what, how God has created it to be. That is why when you were full of negative words, you uh, uh, noticed that your life was gravitating to a negative one. Because all you had was negative images. All you had was negative images because of, due to the negative words that people spoke around you, that you spoke And, 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 and you, you, were, you were creating a picture of yourself. You listened to music, and those songs were creating words. Lustful songs cause people to create images of lustful images. Before you know it, they're committing adultery. They seen it first, but they heard it first. Are you with me? And so, it, you know, you got to watch what goes into your ears. And you and watch what your eyes and 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 and, and the words that you speak. You gotta say like I had to say. If if things if I'm not gonna cancel what I have believed God to do in my life and what I know that God had began to do in my life, because you can confess and say the good work that God began in me, He's gonna continue to perfect it. But yet you're over there talking all negative. You know, you're talking about how life is, how, the, the, how horrible the trouble is, how, you know, messed up things are. God can perfect that. But if you line up your words with the word of God, because confess means, means uh, uh, say the same thing. That's what confession means. It means say the same thing. It means agree. So when you're confessing the word, And believing it in your heart, you're not just speaking air. You're saying what God said. You're lining up your word with the word of God. And there is power in that. Hallelujah. Look, look, Jesus spoke to the fig tree and cursed it. The Bible says that as he is, so are we here on this earth. If Jesus can curse that fig tree, everything else that shouldn't be in your life, You ought to get rid of it and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get out of my life and never return in Jesus' name. Just like the tree listened to Jesus' word, every circumstance will listen to your voice. And it will be like they're listening to the words of Jesus. If you truly believe what you are saying. Amen. Whenever they were going to uh, uh, cross over to the other side. Let's go there. Is this helping somebody? Or is somebody saying, uh, 
power of words. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is not too spiritual. Mark 4. Thirty-five. As evening came, Jesus said, listen to this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, what did he do? He said, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Who said it? What did he say? So they took Jesus in the boat. And started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Verse 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Praise the Lord. <laughs> what was happening? A storm. Not just a storm, a fierce storm. High waves were breaking into the boat. Not only that, the water began to fill the boat. But Jesus, why was Jesus being so inconsiderate? Did, didn't he know this was happening? Jesus, don't you know what is taking place? <laughs> As Jesus was sleeping, trying to be a little, the disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? This ought to help somebody to believe that if God has spoke something to you, can I tell you, you're going to get there. If God has spoken something to you, if you've received something from his word, let me tell you something. No matter what storm arises, you are going to make it. You are going to get to the other side. Your family's going to get to the other side. Your marriage is going to get to the other side. Your finances are going to get to the other side. Because when Jesus says something, you can take that to the bank. Amen. It's a great example for us. They woke him up. Don't you care that we are going to drown? Verse 39, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked and said to the waves. Jesus spoke to everything and anything. <laughs> he spoke to the tree. He spoke to the demons. He spoke to the waves. He spoke to the winds. You can do the same thing. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence. The original translation says, shut up. It is. Be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped. And there was a great calm. And he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the winds 
and the waves obey him. Jesus said, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. If you believe in your heart and doubt not, it shall obey you. You are created in the image and in the likeness of your heavenly Father. Words carry power. If you speak life, you will reap life. If you speak death, you will reap Hallelujah. So words are containers. Words are pictures. Words are powerful. And we must paint good pictures of our lives. We must paint good pictures of our marriage. We must paint good pictures of our children. We must paint good pictures of our lives. How do we do that? By speaking life. Speaking life. Speak life of yourself. Amen. In Romans 4.17, it's a great scripture. Romans 4.17, is this helping somebody? Um, it says here, let me read it in this. Uh, Romans 4.17. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Speaking of Abraham. Before him whom, whom he believed, even God, who quickened the death, and call it those things which be not as though they were. So God calls those things that are not as though they were. He doesn't call things like, and thank God that God doesn't call things as they are. He calls them as he has wants them to be. Amen. So when you, when you are talking, when you are talking about yourself, the life of Abraham, he said, you're going to become a father of many nations. Well, he was way past his age. Sarah couldn't conceive. But God spoke a word to him and told him that you're going to be a father of many nations. Well, Abraham, his name before God changed it was Abram. Was Abram. And then when God told, when God wanted him to really grasp it, um, he changed his name to Abraham, which meant father of many nations because that's who he, God called him to be. And so every time that they will call Abraham's name, they will call him, they, they were speaking unto him. My name is Father of Many Nations. People will call him Father of Many Nations. You got to speak life over your life. And, 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 and speaking life does, has nothing to do with how you feel. You might not feel uh, uh, like you can do anything, but Philippians 4.13 says that you can do all things. Yeah, on your own you can do nothing. You know, but the Bible says that you can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. Put that uh, of Philippians 4, and I want you to write these down because you ought to say this about yourself. When you, instead of saying, I can't do nothing. Can you do this? No, I can't. I can't do this. I can never do nothing. Or the, the wife telling the husband, you can never do nothing. You never know how to do nothing. 
or the husband to the wife. You, can, you, you don't know how to do nothing. You haven't made tortillas. And fun, fun fact, when I got with George, I, I had to repent because I had lied to him. And I told him I knew how to cook. I know how to make tortillas. I did. I was like, oh, you like tortillas? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> if my mom would have heard me, she would have been like, cállate. Ni sabes hacer un huevo. I told him, I know how to make tortillas. you like tortillas? Oh, I know how to bake cakes. I know how to make tortillas. <laughs> I didn't learn how to make tortillas until like four years ago. <laughs> I learned and I stopped really quick because I was eating them all. And I said, we can't have that. <laughs> I don't know how I got sidetracked, but <sighs> speak life. But, uh, Philippians 4.13, put it in the Amplified Classic. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Look how it changes. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him, through Jesus, not in yourself, through Jesus who infuses inner strength into me. When you, Jesus considers himself the vine. The vine is, is what produces the life for the branch so that the branch can produce the fruit. So Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. Not only that, but you can do all things. Because through your relationship with Christ, through the word of God, through your communion with him, through you worshiping him, what is happening is that he is infusing you with strength. That explains why you start feeling stronger. That is why you realize that you can't do things that you've never done before. And it's all a result because of the life that is flowing from Jesus to your life. So instead of saying, I can't do nothing, I say, I can do all things. Youth, you can confess this. You ought to get this in your spirit. I can do all things. I can overcome uh, negative thinking. I can overcome things that make me trip up. I can do what I've never been able to do. I can be the witness that God has called me to do. I can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I can do all things through Jesus Christ. And all that you said, amen. Who infuses inner strength into me, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That's beautiful right there. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Speak life. Say, I can do all things. God has put his spirit on the inside of you. You need to develop yourself in him, and you begin to realize that you, there's a lot that you, you, you never thought you could do that you're doing now. You see it gradually in the lives of people. They never imagined. Uh, by, the, by the showing of hands, uh, before you came into this place, wh where you are now, what you are doing now, did you ever imagine that you will be where you are? Raise your hand. Shake it. Hey, a lot of hands going up. Praise the Lord. But what has been the cause of it? Jesus. Jesus. Only him. Not 
we can't take credit for it. He did it. With our cooperation and our obedience to his word, his life in us has resulted in strength. His life in us has resulted in wisdom. His life in us has resulted in ability. Hallelujah. Man, some of you have more uh, uh, confidence in the energy drink that you drink to give you strength. And, and, <laughs> and uh, Red Bull wings. You need Holy Ghost wings. <laughs> you need Holy Ghost wings. You're drinking that monster and the Holy Ghost wants to do in you what you've never. I'm serious. People do. But man, that's why, listen, that's why when you, sometimes, how many of you know that most of the time when you come to church and you leave out of here, you feel like Jackie Chan. Like you can just break through a wall. You're like ready to. That was a little. <laughs> no, amen. Like, you feel like you're ready. Come. Come on Monday. Come on Tuesday. Woo, don't mess with me. That's what the word of God does on the inside of you. Amen. <laughs> That's, it, it, it builds you up. Glory be to God. That's why Christians are supposed to be the strongest people on this earth. That's why the Apostle Paul said, we're not of those that draw back. We're not, we're not cowards. Oh, I got quiet. <laughs> we're not. We don't, we don't shrink back in fear. We're fighters. Amen. The Bible says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So instead of saying, I'm weak, I don't know if I could do it, I don't have the strength, my body, my hip, my leg, you're claiming all this, my arthritis, my sinuses, my allergies. Why are they yours? Didn't Jesus take them over 2,000 years ago? And you want to know why you haven't got healed? It's because you keep taking it back. Oh, it's the season of this, and this is a season where I can't breathe, and you're already making plans to have the words that you're speaking. <laughs> oh, it's, it's hitting. It's good because, you know, Ephesians 6.10. Ephesians 6.10. Speak live. Look at your neighbor and say, speak live. You know? What's the best way to, go, uh, to, to, to uh, 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 help you speak live? Put the word of God in you. Amen. Why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. If you understand that there's word, power in words, you're going to guard your heart. Amen. You're going to guard your heart. You're going to speak what you want to see in your life. You're going to speak about your children what you want to see in their lives. Speak life over their lives. You might have to do it by faith, but speak life. It's like you're going to be great. You're the smartest. You're, you're going to do great things in the name of Jesus. Don't ever be telling your kids, you're bad. 
Don't speak that to your children. That's exactly what you're creating. Oh, you're bad. Terrible twos. Why? Why are you saying that over your children? Oh, this kid is terrible. I hear parents calling their children little monsters. No, seriously. The words are powerful. That you're creating that image in their lives. And so, you know what? If you've done that, don't live in con. I'm not saying this to put condemnation. I'm saying this to help you. You know, if you've spoken any negative words over them, over your life or your spouse, just repent and say, Father, forgive me. I, I, and, and in the name of Jesus, I cancel every negative idle word that has come forth out of my mouth. And then receive it that is canceled. That those words are canceled in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Speak life into them. Speak life to your spouse. Speak life to one another and help one another out. Don't start being like, oh, you should have said that. Don't become the the word police. (laughs) But, you know, let it start with you. Amen. Let it start with you. Amen. So so it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put it in the uh, Amplified Classic. The Amplified Classic translation is just amplifies the scripture and it helps you. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. You know, this scripture here liberated me because I was a type of Christian that would always try to do everything on my own. And I would end up frustrated. I wanted to change this. I wanted to change that. I wanted to, you know, I, I, I tried to do everything on my own. I tried to carry the weight, carry the burden, and, you know. And, and until, when I read this, the Lord said, I've never asked you to be strong in yourself. That's why you're frustrated. He said, be strong in me. He's in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. And look at this beautiful description of this beautiful scripture. Be empowered through your union with him. Your relationship with Jesus empowers you, makes you strong. Hallelujah. You ought to check yourself to see to it that your relationship with God uh, is growing that, that, that you are seeing, your, the, the fruit of it is that you're becoming wiser, that you're becoming stronger. Hallelujah. This ought to make you want to acknowledge more the word of God in your life. This ought to make you that when you leave out of here, you don't, put, you don't leave your Bible in the car till next Sunday. <laughs> or that, you know, you don't get in the word until next Sunday. 
that you realize as I, I meditate on the word of God, I'm building my relationship with Jesus. As I worship God on my way to work, oh, and as I speak to the Lord and, and I acknowledge him, you're so wonderful, Lord. You're so worthy. You've been so good to me. You're so real in my life. You've done great things, honoring him, acknowledging him. You know what's happening uh, through the word of God getting on the inside of you, through your communion, through your worship with, with the Lord? It's, 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 um, it's empowering empowering you. It's empowering you. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Draw your strength from him. How do you do it? Through his word. Some of you are drawing strength from God today. You're going to leave a little stronger than what you came in. Amen. And then when you replay the message tomorrow, because some of you are going to do that, you're going to become a little bit more stronger. Amen. When you have your devotion time with the word of God, you're going to become more stronger. Come to next Sunday, you're going to come celebrating and shouting and giving the Lord thanks for all that he did throughout the week. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Oh, there is a strength for the, the children of God. So say, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible says in Joel 3.10, let the weak say, I am strong. Don't let the weak say, I'm so weak. I'm so lowly and lonely. Uh, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done. Isn't there a song? <laughs> I'm singing the song, but it's scripture too. Let the weak say, I am strong. How does it start? Give thanks. A grateful heart, give thanks. Some of you are like, stick to preaching, Pastor Sandy. Okay. I hear myself in the live and I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I, what did I say? <laughs> I can't say that? Okay, thank you for correcting me. I'm glad to know I'm not perfect. <laughs> Hallelujah. <sighs> you didn't let me finish what I was going to say. Thank you very much. Let the weak say, I am strong. There is power in words. So confession is saying the same thing. I want you to take that with you. Confession is saying the same thing. It is agreeing. The Bible says that we're to uh, 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 agree on earth as touching anything, it shall be done. There is power in agreement. And so whenever you say what God says, it's not just you. It's you and the Lord. And it, it, consider it as good as done. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so you need to say what God says about you. Amen. You need to say what God says about you. When they asked John the Baptist in John uh, chapter 1, uh, when they said, 
when they said, what do, who do we say? Who do we tell them that you are? For the people that are, that are inquiring, who do we say uh, that you are? And then the Bible says that uh, he told them what the word of God said about him. Let me take you there. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 22. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 22. It says, well, um, okay, let's read it, 19. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and, and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well, then who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet? We are expecting. No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? Listen to that. And John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah. He replied about his life from the word of the prophet Isaiah. You can take this for yourself that the word of God tells you who you are. And you need to say about yourself only what God says about yourself. Amen. So you must find it in the word of God. He said, it says that he replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah. I am the voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord's coming. So Jesus did the same thing. The Bible says in the book of Luke that you know, when he went to the, the, the uh, when he was reading the scrolls, that he opened it up to the book of Luke. You can read it in Luke chapter 4, uh, verses 18, 21. It says that he found the place where it was written of him. Jesus found the place where it was written of him. And then he read it and he said, this scripture has been fulfilled this very day before your eyes. What you say that you find from the word of God, that scripture is going to be fulfilled in your life in the eyes of everyone around you. Do you believe that? You must say what God says about you. The Bible says in Isaiah 57, 19, the Lord creates the fruit of the lips. You can read in Genesis uh, chapter 1 where God created the world with his word. He said, let there be light, and light was. Everything that he created, he created it with words. And he has made you in his image and in his likeness. Your words have creative power. That is why it's so important for you to speak life. Speak what you desire. Don't speak what it looks like. Don't release negative words out of your mouth. Speak what God says about you. Speak what God says about your children. Speak what God says about your marriage, about your finances. And when you do, you are creating your worlds by the word of God. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. I'm finishing. Glory be to God. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. It says, The rain and snow come down from the heavens, 
and stay on the ground to water the earth. Is that true? They water the earth. The rain comes down, waters the earth, and they cause grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Look at that. And then God says, it is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. Always produces fruit. And how does he send it out? He speaks it out. What The word that you speak from the word of God that is settled in your heart, it will always produce fruit. It says it will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I sent it. If wherever you sent the word of God, it will not return void, but it will always produce fruit and accomplish what you desire. Come on, somebody needs to get excited about that. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is saying my word won't be until it goes out of my mouth. But once it goes, words don't just fall to the ground. Words produce fruit. Words are seed. You are the farmer of your own life. What kind of harvest do you want to produce? What kind of harvest do you want to see produced in your marriage, in your children's life, in every aspect of life will determine on the seeds that you sow. So I want to encourage you to speak life and expect to reap life. Expect to reap the fruit of the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You see, in Romans 10, chapter 9, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. I think this is, this is the most powerful uh, uh, scripture that will help you understand. Because the Bible says um, in verse 9 that if we confess... Say confess. With our mouths, the Lord Jesus, and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, our faith is expressed or released by our confession. When the gospel was preached to us and we received it, we believed it. And therefore, we released our faith by our confession, by our word. And the Bible says that that is how we receive this great salvation. We believe the word and we release the word. If you got salvation that way, by simply, that's why childlike faith is the most wonderful thing. Because a little child, you don't really have to convince a little child. You, you tell them something, they believe you. If you tell them, if you put him standing on the thing right there and you say, jump, I'm going to catch you, you better be ready because they're going to jump. You might not even be ready because they believe you. They heard you say what you will do, and they believed it, and they acted immediately on it. Well, that's how we have to be with the Lord. You know, when we believed in our hearts the word of God uh, um, concerning our salvation, and we, we, it says when we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth, we receive salvation. If that's how we received eternal life, that's how we're going to receive everything else. There has to be a heart and a mouth connection. 
We have to believe the word in whatever area you need in your life, and we have to release it with our mouth. The moment that we do, thank you, Lord, we consider it as good as done. After we repented of our sins and gave our lives to Jesus, there's nothing else that we had to do to, to make God save us. We are saved. Now we just begin to live that new life, align ourselves with the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. And so there has to be a heart and a mouth connection. That is the way that we receive this great salvation. That is the way that you're going to receive everything else that God has for you. If you believe that, say amen. It says in verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto. With the mouth confession is made unto whatever it is that you apply the words to. In this case, confession is made unto salvation. When you believe in your heart God's word concerning healing, and you confess it with your mouth, your confession is made unto your healing. Your confession is made unto your deliverance. Your confession is made unto your freedom. Your confession is made unto whatever it is that you apply the, your mouth to from the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So you need to put the word of God in your heart so that you can keep the word of God releasing it out of your mouth. So that you can change your world by the words that you speak. You know, if you don't like where you're at now, you heard me say that you can change it. And, 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 and one way to change it is by changing the words. A lot of times, if we, just, if we don't like where we are, all we have to do is check what we have been saying. And, and we can change that by, by, by changing our minds by the word of God, by putting the word of God in our hearts and by putting the word of God in our mouths. And I see you doing that in the mighty name of Jesus. I see you taking God at his word. I pray that God will give you a hunger for his word more than you ever had in the name of Jesus. Glory to God that you, you begin to abide more than you ever have in his word. I pray that he gives you an addiction problem. Well, it's not a problem, but for his word, the bread of life, more than the bread from panarandas or whatever. <laughs> El bolillo, that's the best right there. Glory to God. Hallelujah, babe. We might go get some tres leches. <sighs> my mouth water that's bad <laughs> put the word of God in you amen let the word of God dwell in you richly hallelujah say what God says about you speak life no matter how you feel hold on to the profession of your faith without wavering for he who who promised is faithful and he will do it let me give you two more scriptures, and then if I just get the worship team to come, and then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Are you glad you came tonight? Praise God. In the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 1, um, verse 12, it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform 
my word. The Bible says that he is actively watching over his word to do it, to perform it. God, it, you know, is actively alert, watching over his word to perform it. Remember, he creates the fruit of the lip. All we have to do is take him at his word. All we have to do, that's why don't, don't, don't stay silent. Speak live. Amen. You ought to go around sowing seeds of life. You ought to go on intentionally, you know, speaking the word of, of God. That's why it's good to, you know, to, uh, uh, you know what I used to do? I used to, uh, to get the word of God in me because I'm, I, I wasn't the type that would capture things really quick. Uh, uh, I would write flashcards, scriptures on flashcards. I would, I have recordings of myself. Of, of, of scriptures, of me reading Psalms 91, reading Psalms 93, and I'm driving and I'm playing my own voice. Amen. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God until I, I not just memorize it because it's not just about memorizing it in your mind, but it's about getting them on the inside of you. You heard how Pastor Jesse would write in cardboard, uh, uh, um, you know, boxes, scriptures, and hang them all over his wall? It's because he was trying to keep it before his eyes. He was trying to keep it right before his eyes. And as he was doing it, he was getting it in him. And what was getting in him was being released out of him. And all of a sudden, his life changed forever. Hallelujah. That, that's how it'll work. I would write flashcards. I'll take them to me at, with me at work, you know, and when I would get a break, instead of smoking the cigarette, which I never, I didn't smoke, you know, and I, I would, people would take their cigarette breaks. I would take out my flashcard and I would read it. Amen. Every chance that I could get, I would, I would, I would do uh, invest in trying to uh, get the word of God on the inside of me. And it did get on the inside of me. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, amen, you begin to produce. The Bible says that the word of God is for profit. It's profitable. Amen. It's not just so that you can say, I know a lot of word. It's supposed to impact your life. Hallelujah. It's supposed to transform your life. Glory be to God. I see that happening in your life. If you really believe that God is actively watching over his word to do it, then what will you do? The Bible says that when Jesus gave the great commission, it says that he went with them confirming his word, that they were speaking with miracle signs and wonders. Hallelujah. He did that then. He's doing that now. Why? Because Hebrews 13, 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is actively watching over his word to perform it. To do it for you in your life. He creates the fruit of your lip. So speak life. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55. And I'll leave you with this. I read this already, right? Okay, I read it. <sighs> Have you been blessed tonight? Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your loving kindness and tender mercies for each and one of our lives. Thank you for your word, Lord. 
Thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. And I thank you that it's done just that for each and every person that is here tonight. I thank you, Father, that light has come into their lives. That clarity has come. And that any form of haziness or insecure or confusion has been flushed out by your word. I thank you that you will continue to help them. That you will continue to strengthen them. That as they meditate on your word, Lord, and, and, and keep it before them, and keep it in their hearts and in their mouths, they shall make their way prosperous, and they shall deal wisely, like your word says, Father. Thank you, Lord. That as they go about, even this week, Lord, be endurers of your word, not just hearers, and obey your word. May you, Lord, do what only you can do. Conform your word, Lord, in their lives. Let them see what they've never seen. Let them hear what they've never heard. And may you be glorified in their lives, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We honor your word. We thank you for all that you did this day. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen.